0: believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you this morning as we continue the theme that we started yesterday. And that theme is the influence of God in our lives. And are we responding to those influences? And we want to start by reading some of the scriptures we read yesterday. The key scripture that we started with is Hebrews, Hebrews, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter six, verse seven. In the New American Standard, it reads as follows: For ground that drinks the rain which often falls upon it, and brings forth vegetation useful to those for whose sake it is also tilled receives a blessing from God. Amplified version reads this way, for the soil which has drunk the rain that repeatedly falls upon it and produces vegetation useful to those for whose benefit it is cultivated partakes of a blessing from God. Verse 8, just to see the contrast, says this, but if it, meaning the rain, yields, thorns and thistles the soil itself, it is worthless and close to being cursed, and it ends up being burned. These are powerful descriptions, Journey, of not just uh, s- soil as we know it, but it's really an allegory that compares our lives and the formation of God's character in us to the growth of vegetation. And we need to keep in mind, as we pointed out yesterday, that rain in Scripture often speaks of the word of God, which is the strongest influence in our lives. And I want to stop and ask you a question and really ponder. Is the word of God the strongest influence in your life? And we see how rain is spoken of as the word of God in Deuteronomy 32, verse 2. Let my teaching drop as rain, my speech distill as the dew, as the droplets on the fresh grass and as the showers on the herb." Isaiah 55, beginning at verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and make it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. And, Junie, as I was reading that, it just occurred to me, what influence should the word have on our lives? And one word comes to mind, transformation. Are we being transformed just as the soil is being transformed to bring up vegetation? Are we being transformed by the word of God? James one eighteen. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we might be, as it were, the first fruits among his creation. So to be fruitful, there must be the drinking in of the rain from heaven. And if there is fruitfulness on the ground, it results in what? In the blessing of the Lord. And there are only two kinds of soil. And really, Jenny, in essence, there's only two kinds of people. One brings forth fruit and the other brings forth thorns and thistles, which ends up being burned. So God is talking about those who receive the word. There needs to be a desire to receive the word. Just as dry up soil has a desire to receive moisture rain, in both cases, there will be a blessing. So another question, how eager are you to receive the divine influence of the word in your life? And the word of God is the quintessential influence that should lead our lives. And just as productivity begins with a willingness to receive rain, you cannot give out that which the Lord asks of you unless you first take in and receive that which God has for you. Fruitfulness begins with a desire to receive the truth of God's word and then bring forth fruit. What does the word of God say, Junie? You shall know them by their fruit. So, are uh, we absorbed in the word, or are you gripped by the word? And Junie, before we go to the scriptures, you know this thought occurs to me. I'm amazed at the degree of interest and the complete absorption of people who read novels or go to movies and are absorbed in that moving. We are completely, if I could say it this way, taken in by the story and even identify with the characters and get emotionally involved. Does that happen to you when you read God's word?
2: I think I'd like to go back before I read Psalm 19 verses 7 and 8 to what you were saying about the word producing transformation and in order um, for the word to produce transformation, you were saying we need to receive the word like the soil receives the water from heaven, which changes it and brings forth vegetation. So with that thought in mind, I'd like to go to Psalm 119, verses 7 and 8. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the soul. So this is very powerful, Shelley, because it's telling us that the commandments of the Lord enlightens our soul. And it tells us that the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul Mm. and we know that jesus is the word made flesh he came to um fulfill all that was written about him in the torah in the psalms and in the prophets so when we're born again when we give the lord our heart when he comes and dwells in us he is like The living word, the law, and he's perfect. And so his life within us can restore our soul. How? If we follow the ways of God. In other words, like taking in the rain and allowing the soil to absorb that which comes down from heaven. Mm. And as you were speaking about two kinds of soil one that produces vegetation, and one that produces thorns and thistles, I feel like it's worth repeating, Shelley, what I shared yesterday about the man you baptized many, many years ago. He told us he was a doctor, mm-hmm. and he gave us a name of a Jewish family that is very... Um,
1: it's well-known. Yes, yeah. is
2: well-known, renowned. And after you baptized him, I think it was one of the only times... Um, I had such a strong word from the Lord. And it's interesting because my parents were there and it wasn't even at the church that you baptized him, but at an elder's pool. And I found myself um, crying out thorns and thistles, thistles and thorns, thorns and thistles, thistles and thorns. And I exhorted this man that if he walked in the ways of the Lord That there would be joy and peace and fruit that would come through him from the Lord and through his life. But if he walked in his ways, he would produce thorns and thistles, thistles and thorns. And we found out maybe, what, a month, two months after you baptized him, that he had just come out of prison. He was living with a young man and molesting him on church property. He stole a car and uh the um the end result of that young man was suicide yeah, wow. so wow. we really see shelley that god warns us mm. he warned this man and to any one of our listeners who's living in secret sin or who's living, um, not abiding in the ways of God. I really believe that this is a warning to yes, turn to God yes, and cry out to God that his life and his word would water you, that the blood of Jesus would cleanse you and change your yes, heart Lord, and change your mind, and that these programs would take effect in transformation Hallelujah. for you. Amen.
1: Wow, Junie, powerful word and a powerful testimony. And maybe I'm in a questioning mode today, but looking at the verses that you just read, let's make it very personal, and I would ask you to identify with those verses. Read them over again, and these are my questions. Why don't you uh, re-
2: repeat the verses so they can okay. write it down? or remember Psalm
1: 19, it. verses 7 and 8 uh, that Junie just read, and here are my questions. Is the word restoring your soul? Is the testimony of the Lord making you wise? Are the precepts of the Lord rejoicing your heart? And is the commandment of the Lord enlightening your eyes? All right, let's listen to these verses again. Again, I talked about movies and books holding our interest. If they hold our interest, how much more should we be concerned with being uh, transformed by the word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Wow, these are really powerful words, Junie.
2: And I'd like to read, Shelley, from Psalm 119, verses um, 10. To verse 14, because it might help the listener. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin wow. against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I have told of all your testimonies of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimony more than in all riches. And you know, Shelley, if we begin to turn to the Lord and not wander from his commandments, and if we treasure his word in our heart, we will recognize how God is a blessing and desire for him to teach us his statutes. Yes, Lord. And we would rejoice in the ways of his testimonies more than in all the riches this world has to offer.
1: Again, verse 11 is powerful. Thy word I have treasured in my heart. And in verse 17, it says that I may live and keep thy word. So again, I want to close with another question. Is the word of God... The essential ingredient in your life, and are you be in? Are you being influenced by the word, which will bring forth a blessing from God? We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box seventeen eighty four, Scottsdale, Arizona eight five two five two. That's